0: I'm Jeremy Saffer and you're listening to Brutally Delicious.
1: Jeremy, what up? Hey, sorry man. Chris meet my partner Chris. He's been fucking up all morning. Hey man, well, how so-
2: you doing? <laughs> I'll turn How's my video going? on. Usually I don't
1: have mm-hmm. video.
0: One second to uh, turn the sound off on all of my things. Good.
1: Yeah. Sorry about the delay, my friend. You doing all right?
0: Yeah, no worries.
1: How you holding up during all this uh, nonsense running around us all?
0: Well, yeah, no shoots for sure. Um, like, my last shoot was the uh, Dave Mustang cover. I might have a shoot next week, but that's the only thing happening, and it's local. So definitely out of work, but the book happened... Like, right when COVID hit, yeah. and I got home, my publisher was like, okay, it's go time. Let's get this book done. So I was able to spend, like, the better part of the last three months doing every little detail of that. But that just went to print a couple days ago, actually, which is awesome. So it's kind of just been like, eh, dig into the archive and figure out other ways to do things. Like, I'm launching a Patreon next week, so hopefully oh, that'll some time. What's up? So, what's ahead.
2: What, what is the
0: book? What is the book? Oh, the book, uh, Daughters of Darkness. It's basically a project I've worked on for 12 years. It's um, uh, fine art portraits of nude women in corpse paint, it's kind of based on a lot of things. Uh, based on, you know, going to the record store when I was a kid, I would flip through records, and as soon as I saw something like a nude woman in corpse paint, like Mactatus or Tristania or anything like that, I wouldn't know who the band was, but I grabbed the record because I thought the art was so cool or, you know, with Immortal, if I saw someone in Corpse paint, I'm like, ooh, this is black metal. I will like it. So it kind of goes to that, but it's also crossing. I do fine art nude portraits, and I've done that my entire career, and that's been on this side, whereas I've shot bands for, you know, 15 years as well, which is over here. This is the first time that kind of music and models kind of do this, which is kind of cool.
1: That's very cool. That's very cool. So my understanding is you've been putting these uh, taking these photos for a long time now. How does it feel when it finally has all come together into, you know, into the book Daughters of Darkness? Is that pretty exciting? Um,
0: dude, I'm elated. I've been waiting like this book was supposed to be out years ago. Essentially, I always had kind of the idea of, OK, this is going to be a coffee table book. But finding someone like-minded who wanted to put it out you know i reached out to I, I got a lot of no's which you know everybody does in their career but i finally found the right publisher who's you know our first meeting he's wearing a satiricon hoodie i'm like okay this dude gets it. <laughs> right and uh you know he was as excited for the project as i have been for many many years and the really really cool thing is these models who shot for it you know 10 years ago and and then some they're finally seeing their work come to fruition you know i've never released a lot of these photos they've never seen these photos so it's kind of a victory for them as well a lot of them have moved on from modeling uh some still model but um you know it's really cool for them that it's finally coming out as well so i feel like you know, it's for all of us, which is really, really cool. Was
2: it was it difficult for you to track them down after all that time to let them know, like, oh, I'm going to put this in print, you know, I need you to sign off on this or whatever?
0: Well, every shoot I did, they always sign a model release before we even start shooting, so that was wasn't an issue, but I did want to get in touch with everybody in case they wanted to update their credits because, you know, some models who no longer model and they're like, oh yeah, I'm a teacher now. I'm a lawyer now. I'm a mom now. Can you just change my name to anonymous or change my name to, you know, something else made up Or I've changed my modeling name and rebranded under this name. So I spent basically two weeks reconnecting with you know, couple hundred models that are in the book, which was really, really cool because some people I haven't spoken to since the shoot, you know, sometimes five, 10 years. So getting to reconnect with literally every single model in the book was really, really cool. Some were really, really difficult to find. Um, and I felt like kind of some sort of detective. For, <laughs> for like you know, every, like I, I had a list and I was checking them off as I was you know connecting to them a lot of them are close friends a lot of them are you know really easy to be in touch with but some are just like okay they modeled for a year they did this one shoot and i have to somehow figure this out and sometimes i would have a phone phone number and an email but that's it and the email would bounce right back and the phone number would no longer be valid and i'd have their name i'd have to look them up on facebook figure out that that's not the name they use on facebook and do some science to figure it out basically but <laughs> Luckily, I was able to reach every single model in the book, which was awesome.
2: Were they all, did you ex- come or- were they all excited? Okay. Were they all excited to finally see it come out?
0: Yeah, yeah. Everyone's really, really pumped. I mean, they're all posting about it. They're all really, really stoked about it. And the crazy thing is, I did you know over four hundred shoots for this, and I want to say there's maybe two hundred models or so in the book. Um, so there's a lot. Still, content-wise, just there. That's, so that's book two. Fingers crossed. If this one does well, oh, yeah. if this one does well, hopefully, that's
1: exciting. I know I've followed your career uh, for the last, uh, and we've been friends for like the last ten years or so. I've been following your stuff, and I know you've been working on that as we go. So it's kind of exciting to see you finally get uh, your due. Anyway.
0: Oh, thank you so much.
1: What's so, the, how what's, what's the
2: name of the book? Daughters of Darkness.
1: Daughters of Darkness. Yep. So, switching to uh, musicians and your your other side, not necessarily the book, but what was it like photographing uh, the man himself, Mr. Mustaine?
0: Oh, Dave, I've worked with him a bunch. I've done. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done maybe like 10 shoots with him at least. Yeah, yeah. I did um, the last round of Megadeth shots where they're against a metal wall, mm-hmm. the promo shot that's been used for the last like five years or so. Uh, that's a photo shoot I did with them. Um, a shoot with the older lineup with uh, him, Ellefson, uh Chris, and why am I forgetting? Marty. Not Marty. Who's the drummer from Idolin that is now in Glenn? Glenn. I think it's Glenn. Okay. I don't know. When Chris Broderick was in the band. right? know. Yeah, I don't know why I'm forgetting. But uh, I did their promo photos for a while as well. So that was kind of the first shoot we did. And then from there, just I've been working with them a whole bunch. And I shot Dave for... Uh, let's see, we did a Rock Hard Germany cover. We did a two Metal Hammer covers. Because we did that 300th issue and we did the new one. Um, but yeah, he's awesome. Uh, I know that... Like Danzig, like some other artists, he gets some flack in the media for not being, you know, awesome, which I just found to be untrue. He's always beyond accommodating, the nicest person ever, you know, above and beyond super nice when he doesn't have to be, you know, he's a legend. And Oh, yeah, absolutely. The legendary dudes are usually the nicest ones. Like working with him, working with Alice Cooper, they're just like the nicest human beings on earth whereas working with these mid-level bands who are struggling to get to the next level some of them can be kind of they have the attitude you would expect the legends to have and the legends have the attitude you, you know you expect. Yeah, right
1: them yeah <laughs> For sure
2: would now, so have did, a question. You, did you shoot Mustaine um after his after his cancer recovery
0: yes that's what the story was actually about um so basically I flew home from LA on March 4th I want to say and then I flew down to Tennessee to do the shoot with him and you know he was in he was in great health great like super smiley super joking around telling stories you know he was just like regular Dave just being awesome and fucking uh, amazing Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. And he's like, my voice is great. Everything's spot on. He's doing well. He's in great spirits. You know, he's killing it, which is great. He definitely overcame it. Like he does all things. I remember like years and years and years ago, Megadeth took a break because he had uh, some sort of wrist problem or arm problem where he needed surgery and all that. And he came back stronger and that's what he's going to do again. And then the cover story was basically humanizing an icon, which I thought was really cool. Um, I actually just posted a photo of him with his dog yesterday, which is kind of like yes, that
1: like a chihuahua or something, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I think that's important to realize: these heroes, these icons of ours, are also human. They have their battles. They have the things they have to go through, and you know, just like us. And they're not. You know, these icons that can't be heard can't go through these things. So it's great to see them come out the other side.
2: Absolutely. I think photos do tell the story sometimes uh, more than words. Yeah. You know, because if you can see somebody in a different way than the way that they're portrayed, it changes your opinion a lot of the time. Absolutely.
1: When you're... uh... I've got a question for you. When you're like hired to do something like with Dave or with one of these bands, is it your vision or is it their vision? Or how does that, is it a combination or do they lean on you to come up with the uh, the vision?
0: Um, it depends. Sometimes you'll get like, like when I shoot for Metal Hammer, sometimes they have a very specific, you know, this is how it has to be shot because this is the end result and this is how we need it to look and how we need it to go. But I always kind of throw my own flair on it. Mm-hmm. But that's why they hire me. They're like, "Okay, we know how you light stuff. We know how you do stuff. We want you to do this in this way, the way you do it." And then other times, it's just you know, we just need a photo shoot, and it's up to me to figure it out. Sometimes a band will have, you know, an idea, and we'll kind of collaborate on you know bringing that idea to fruition. But it's it's usually pretty collaborative. And sometimes I have you know, no rules, nothing I need to abide by, just do a photo shoot. And other times it's, you know, we need this shot with this type of lighting, this type of background, this type of pose, and this type of look.
2: Right. You know, as a young band, I remember when I was young and in a band, (laughs) and I would work, I'm no longer young nor in a band, but going through the photo shoot process was so unbelievably excruciating because we didn't know what to do. So how do you deal with people that are not used to portraying an image and trying to get them to portray an image that's also in in line with them?
0: Well, I mean, that's that's the job. It's, it's a bummer to hear that it was excruciating for you. A lot of um, bands who haven't done photo shoots or haven't done many photo shoots come to me, do the photo shoot, and they're like, that's it? That was so easy. That was so... <laughs> painless. And that's, I think, very important to not make it, you know, you barking orders at a band, you make it a fun hangout where you get some excellent photos as well. You know, you remain professional, you get everything done properly. But the reason a lot of artists come to me is not just to take photos, but to help, you know, kind of mold their image into what they want it to be. And with our combined vision, make it Make, make it so they reach their, you know, image goals. Yeah. So someone like, like Wednesday 13, for example, um, he had a pretty singular look for many, many years. And then he started doing all these characters and doing all these different things. And we would do, you know, two, three photo shoots a year for the last maybe five or six years. And it, it definitely moved his image into a new direction. And, You know, spread out a whole bunch with all these new looks and all these new characters he does, which is awesome. You know, that's totally his brainchild, but, you know, working together, you know, brands his merch, brands his look, brands his legacy. And when I shoot someone with a huge legacy like Alice Cooper, Megadeth, Metallica, something like that, it's important that the shots I do are on brand with that band and their legacy. Like I wouldn't take Megadeth and do something that's, you know, completely out of line for who they are, what they are, you know, who the band is, because it wouldn't make sense.
1: Right.
0: So when working with those legends, you already kind of have a history. When working with bands that don't have a history, you have to create one with them. But it's important that they're happy with it and they know what they're doing. And I'm someone who's very directive when I do photo shoots. I'm very, you know, turn your face this way, chin up a little bit, take a little step in this way. I direct quite a bit, whereas I know a lot of other photographers are just like, okay, be metal. Click. Click. Be more metal. Click. Right. And not giving enough direction is the downfall of a lot of photo shoots.
2: Yeah, like when I when I did it, I went through a lot of photographers. And every... With the exception of one who won quite a... Uh, Rosalie Hebert, she was like... She photographed like Mick Jagger and everything for the Rolling Stones She was great to work with Because she would have these ideas About how you should be Posed and perspective And changes But I didn't meet her Or I didn't work with her until much later in my Career Working up to her They would just show up and be like Okay what do you guys want to do And we're like well I don't know I thought that was your deal I don't know, <laughs> you know we, don't, we don't know so they would, yeah. they would take us to a location with no plan, and it was very difficult to deal with.
0: See, if that happens to me, which does happen every now and again, I'm always ready. I always have a plan. But all of that is sort of the pre-production of the photo shoot, knowing what the band wants, knowing what you want. But if you're shooting you know for a band and you're hired by the band or the label, you have discussions well in advance as to what you're gonna do and how you're gonna do it. If you're shooting for like a magazine and there's no sort of, you know, there's no rules, you can do whatever you want. It's kind of like, okay, we're gonna shoot at the Worcester Palladium. We'll shoot on the floor. We'll shoot um, against this wall here. We'll shoot here. We'll do three sets. We're gonna get solos, do two different types of lighting here. One type of lighting here and then a ring light here, and we're done. Quick and easy. You just go in with a plan, have a plan, tell them what the plan is so they don't, you know, struggle with it. Okay, now we're going over here. Why? You know, you make sure they know the whole plan. And uh, that was basically what leads to a successful photo shoot and the band being happy with it and knowing that you're going to get images.
2: I think this is some of the best advice for new musicians that I've ever heard in terms of imaging. You know, Mm, no one ever told me this as a young musician and i bet you it's the same for almost every new musician that's coming out right now they don't know how to brand themselves in terms of it and hiring a professional photographer that knows what they're doing i think is one of the most important things you can do
0: absolutely because not for nothing but image is a lot right now you know when it's albums everything aren't, yeah albums aren't selling everybody's streaming uh you know, people aren't buying physical media, image is a lot with especially in certain genres. In others it doesn't really matter so much, but in the metal world, the image is a lot.
2: Yeah. It's a lot mm-hmm. in every I've even in classical music it's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's having
0: having that really dramatic shot of someone on a grand piano with the lighting far above pointing down in a spotlight in a big wide open theater, you know yeah that's the shot
1: (laughs) i never really gave it i guess too much thought till i'm sitting here talking to you and i guess it's sort of like putting together you know getting ready for the album there's a whole bunch of pre-production almost to get it to the point where you're actually standing in front of the camera is that right
0: yeah i mean sometimes sometimes it's kind of like okay we're gonna do a shoot let's figure it out you know on the fly like for example, the photo inside the new In This Moment record that I did was kind of like, okay, we might do a photo shoot in a couple days, because you, you're you going to be at my home venue, the whole band's going to be there, and as you, you can imagine, they're from all over, they're not from one area, so they're only together when they're on tour. And there was a rough idea of, okay, let's do this, this, and this, and as we shot, we came up with more ideas and more ideas, you know, from that rough idea and just built on it and built on it. And that's what led to all their current promo photos. Right. And, right. and then it also goes along with your working relationship with the band, like someone like Maria, who I work with often. You know, we have a really good understanding of how one another works and our ideas and how we collaborate. Whereas if that were a band I've never worked with that don't know me, I don't know at all, and we went in blind, it would kind of be bad. Uh, you get a little more leeway when you have someone you've worked with a whole bunch and you know that what they like, you know what they don't like, and you get that after a few photo shoots. You, you know, kind of like, oh, he doesn't like this look, she doesn't like this look, so let's light it this way and make sure we get a bunch of shots this specific way. Um, you know, you can kind of go in blind and still have a really successful photo shoot, but planning even a little bit is really important if you can.
1: Yeah.
2: Now when you're on, when you're shooting, are you only using the, 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 the screen on the camera or are you also running out to an extra monitor so you can have a bigger view of things?
0: um i can't do that because i'm usually uh you know i'll shoot in this corner of the room then i'll be on this corner of the room then i'll be in this corner of the room or then i'll be you know at a completely different location or even driving to and from different locations so i don't really have the time to set up an external monitor or anything like that i'm just using you know right against my face shooting um When you shoot enough and you use the same equipment over and over and over and over for years, you know your settings and you don't really need to check them constantly. You know, you do that first test shot, we're good, okay, go. And then I don't really check the back of camera until we change anything up. But one important thing that I think all photographers should do is after a couple shots, show the band what it looks like and you can get immediate feedback, which is really important because the band can say, oh, I don't like how I look here. Can we change this, this and this? So you don't waste that entire set Yeah. because if they don't like anything from that set, it's going to get, you know, thrown out. But also it can kind of hype them up. Like I did a photo shoot with the band Watane, and they wouldn't shoot makeup with American photographer. Um, I did their shoot in the regular clothes and I showed them the back of the camera like, oh my god, these are so good. We'll shoot with you in makeup, and that's how I got to shoot with them in full makeup on their US tour, just because showing them back of camera gave them an idea of how I shoot and what the photos right. look
2: like. Very cool. If I needed photos, I, I, I don't even need photos and I want photos
1: with you. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Jeremy, is there, I'm sure there is, but is there a bucket list of people you
0: haven't photoed that you'd like to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's constantly changing for better or for worse. Um, you know, and every now and again, I get to take someone off the bucket list and put them on the, uh, you know, list of accomplishments. But um, or unfortunately, someone passes away and I don't get to shoot with them. Um, I've shot pretty much everyone I want to live, but that's very different from a portrait shoot um you know ozzy elvira ron perlman uh henry rollins um james hetfield and metallica as a full band it, it's always kind of a rolling thing because a new band will show up that i think is really cool and be like oh man right, right. they're on the list now like when baby metal first came out they were immediately on the list and i got to shoot them so
2: oh nice that how was, was that great. oh
0: great they it's really intense because when they do a photo shoot, they have a makeup and hair person right there next to you, reaching in during the shoot and, you know, fixing things, making sure they look perfect. And they don't speak any English as far as I know. So um, you'll you'll say something like chin up and then someone next to you will say it um, so they understand it and then they will do it. So you have that little bit of delay between, you know, giving direction and, seen the result of that direction but you know it was was easy it was awesome they're great that band rules so much
2: i you know it's funny they get a (laughs) lot of flack
1: but i love them
0: (laughs) oh they're great i mean they're they're basically a power metal band with really young singers
1: yeah yeah and a full stage presentation too i mean they go all out
0: yeah yeah their live show is incredible
1: Pretty cool. So the last thing I've got for you is, and I think you mentioned, you may have uh, alluded to it, but do you design your own sets or do you have like a, a set designer that does that sort of thing?
0: I don't think I've ever really shot on a set. I'm usually like a pretty simple guy and I'll shoot in any location and make it look cool for what it is just with lighting and, uh, you know, a lot of white and black background stuff as well. That's just studio shots. But in right. terms of shooting on location, I'll just try to find something that looks cool. I've never built a set or really shot on a set aside from – there's a band called Tetrarch uh, or Tetrarch.
1: Great band. Yeah. Yeah. We spoke to them a couple weeks ago. Oh, awesome. Yeah, they
0: rule so much. They're great people. We did a set where um, my friend is a set designer, production guy, and SFX guy in L.A., and he does every horror movie you can name. He's amazing. We just had this idea to fill an entire stage with newspaper and shoot them just surrounded by newspapers because we thought it would look cool and did. So that was the one time we really built a set from something.
1: Right. What about scouting? I mean, does it take you a while to scout out spots or do you kind of have them in the back of your head and know, you know, what'll fit where?
0: Luckily, a lot of the places I shoot, I'll know what I'm going into because if I'm shooting at a local venue, I know all the spots in them. If I go in blind, I'm going to go in... You know, a couple hours early in Scout, um, one of the, the most insane ones I had to do was that shot of Corey Taylor and Carrie King fighting each other for that revolver shoot, and huh. uh, it had to match the art, so I had to find a black wall, and it had to be a black wall that was big enough for Corey and Carrie and a third light to use as a backlight. And I'm at this venue in New York. I've never been to somewhere upstate. In life, I want to say Syracuse, something like that. And luckily, they immediately put me in touch with you know someone at the venue who could take me around to whatever spot. And I'm like, look, all I need is a black wall. That's all I need. Anywhere in the venue. It took an hour of looking around the venue and not finding a black wall before they ask some custodian guy, like, is there a black wall anywhere in this venue? Yep, where all my custodial stuff is, in the boiler room, past the boilers, in the basement, through the back, there's a giant black wall back there, and that's where we we did the shoot. So, you know, it's important to get there early, because if I showed up, you know, 20 minutes before the photo shoot, that shoot wasn't happening.
1: Right. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Chris, you got anything else? I don't, man. I'll just leave you with this before we go. When I was selling a condo like years ago, I had this photographer show up, and he showed up with nothing but these infrared lights and a camera. And I and I was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna fucking suck, right? Like these are gonna look terrible." And I was kind of pissed off because the real estate agent was charging us a lot of money. And then he sent me the photos, and I'd never seen my condo look so freaking amazing in my life. So I responded to him and I said, You know, these look amazing. I'm sorry I was kind of hard on you. I just didn't know if you knew what you're doing. He goes, Oh, I'm not a photographer. And I was just like, What do you mean? He's like, I troubleshoot light. That's what I do. And I was like, Oh. And that that one quote changed the way I look at audio engineering as a sound engineer. So because now I only troubleshoot sound. I'm not <laughs> right. I'm not trying to create something I'm just trying to troubleshoot it and solve it, which is why they call it audio engineering. And I often think about that quote, and I wanted to get your your take on it.
0: I mean, yeah, a lot of what you're doing as a photographer is problem solving constantly. You're always like, okay, I have a one inch by one inch spot to do a photo shoot. How do I do it? You know, yeah. not really, but when you're shooting at festivals and there's no space anywhere to do a photo shoot and you have a big photo shoot to do, you have to figure it out and you have to make it work. It's definitely a lot of figuring things out, making sure they work, getting everything set up. So it's good to go. You know, there's those 32nd photo shoots with bands like, you know, Slipknot Cradle, Phil's Guar, all those bands that wear a lot of stage costume that won't get in their stage costume before they go to stage. And you have to shoot them on the way to stage, you know, while you can so you have to make sure everything's right you got the spot they're you know protected where they want to be they're in a place they feel safe to do the photo shoot they walk in snap 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 go and you get the shoot so yeah it's a lot of trouble um you know problem solving and figuring out issues that might arise especially when you're shooting a band you know in a festival after doors they're the headliner but they can't go anywhere, but from their dressing room to the stage, you have to find a good spot. So there's definitely a lot of that. And then with lighting, you know, lighting is all sorts of, okay, how do I make this terrible thing look cool?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes quickly, like you're saying, if you got to do it in that trip between the dressing room and the stage, and you only have what you have.
0: Exactly. So it's it's a lot of that. It's a lot of problem solving and making sure, you know, everybody's happy, which is very difficult because you want to make the band happy, you want to make the tour manager happy, you want to make the venue happy, you want to make sure you're happy with the shots and uh, the magazine or whoever you're shooting for happy, management happy, and all while figuring out a thirty second photo shoot in a space no bigger than, you know, a small restroom or something like right. that.
2: Well, that's all I've got. Chris, you got anything else? No, I don't, man. But this was a really illuminating conversation. Thank you so much for, for talking with us.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys very much. Well, the book is Daughters of Darkness, and you can get it at daughtersofdarknessbook.com. Uh, Pre orders are for the next month or so, and it comes with all sorts of free goodies like signed prints, signed by the models in the book. Um, you know, there's a lot of celebrities and a lot of well known models in the book. Um, and it comes with like t-shirts and corpse paint guitar picks, which are really cool and all sorts of stuff. Uh, in terms of me, just all my socials are just Jeremy Saffer. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those things are Jeremy Saffer.
1: Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Good luck with the book and I'll see you online. We talking to you through the, uh, through the weeks.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Stay Thanks, safe. Man. Thanks. Right, later. Bye. Bye. See ya.
3: Welcome to my 120 seconds or less of Brutally Delicious. I'm Ashley and today we are checking out Chugger that comes straight from the freaking magical land of Gothenburg, Sweden. tell me that does not sound like the most badass place to be from. Anyway, they're a five piece crew that was formed by Robert Barmere in 2006, which I'm totally sorry if I screw up your fancy last name guy. But finally they became active in late 2012. They're a crazy fusion of both Swedish and American death metal. I think they got it right with Groove Death Metal because they're so different. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't have words to describe their sound. They're literally something else. And I love that they classify themselves as a full metal avalanche that stops for nothing. Um, They have two albums and several singles out. Um, Their most recent album is called of Man and Machine. It's just sick as hell and I know that's such a generic thing to say about music, but honestly, I knew as soon as I listened to the first song Turning Point the entire album was just gonna be something I wanted to bust my earbuds to and I mean that in the best way. I'm not gonna try and (laughs) mature the rest of these guys last names. But the formula, the, the chemistry all these guys have playing together, it's just, once you, once you hear one song, you'll realize just how fucking legendary it is. And I think they've got a great thing, and I hope they continue to put out more albums for the rest of their lives. Their albums can be found anywhere you look, um, like Apple Music, Spotify, or YouTube. So go check them out, and we'll catch you next time.